0: Vigorous Steve here. Let's talk about vices, debauchery, and cravings. And what you can kind of do to offset that so you can stay in the path to becoming a wholesome and accomplished individual. Most of the time, because I do think there's something to say for a little bit of debauchery here and there, taking some profit along the way. When you've reached a certain milestone or you attained a particular goal that took months to prepare for, some celebrations are meant to be in order. Some debauchery is going to take place and it's usually accompanied by with some sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or nowadays maybe EDM or hard techno, right? There's nothing wrong with it, but you don't have to do it too often. Where I see a lot of people go wrong nowadays, which is ultimately going to affect their testosterone levels and their overall health, is that they party way too hard, way too often. Maybe this video can give you some incentive to put a lid on it, and when you do feel debaucherous, you do it properly. Before we get into it, please like the video, leave a comment for the algorithm, and consider subscribing if you haven't already, If you want to support the channel, you can do so by joining either YouTube or Patreon memberships, where you can vote for upcoming deep dives or join the weekly vigorous Q and A, which is always on Saturday. In the last couple of vigorous Q and A's, a lot of questions about vices, debaucheries and cravings started to come up. So here we are, let's address it in a dedicated video. Now, when I talk about vices, debauchery and cravings, I'm talking about performance enhancing drugs, for example, steroids, growth hormones, cialis, or recreational drugs, weeds, alcohol, GHB, LSD, MDMA, etc. I mean, there's so many recreational drugs out there. I've kind of closed off that face of my life. and I'm also talking about sex gambling or foods, anything that basically detracts from your health and your overall state of well-being, albeit that someone can actually contribute to it in moderation, right the key here is moderation. but if you need one of these medically like testosterone replacement therapy, you'll see clinically on your blood work that your testosterone levels are below the reference range or at the bottom, you go get your TRT or HRT script. And there's a good place for that if you live in the United States, Merrick Health, for example, they can get you healthy, write a prescription if required. They're the best TRT clinic and mental health optimization clinic you can find in the United States. Discount codes for blood work analysis down below. If you need testosterone medically, that's obviously not advised. And the same can be said for weed or kratom if you need this for pain relief or MDMA or LSD, occasionally at microdoses. For overall mental health, right, there's a lot of clinical applications of these performance enhancing drugs and recreational drugs if you use them modestly under the supervision of a qualified physician. Most of us, though, (laughs) we take them for our pure enjoyment or to attain a certain goal, right? So sex and food, let's just start there. I mean, sex obviously is not a vice and debauchery and cravings if you're doing this with your partner. Um, It doesn't matter how often you do it unless it turns into a full-blown sex addiction where your partner is not really enjoying that. And otherwise, there's always one of these hands. But if you're a heavy lifter, these hands are kind of battered and bruised and it will destroy your private parts. When it comes to food, obviously you need to eat and drink in order to stay alive. But there's a huge difference between nutritious foods that you prepare yourself for your overall fitness and health aspirations versus cheat food, processed food, stuff you get out of a wall or out of a package. Most of that stuff will detract from your health, gives you inflammatory conditions, gives you cardiovascular disease with prolonged exposure, makes you morbidly obese if you really overdo it. Still, there is something to say for a cheat meal which you're enjoying with your partner. And even then, there's a huge difference between eating something nutritious on your cheat day or refi day versus going ham on something that's processed, right? I don't think that a bucket of ice cream and a couple of rolls of cookies is very, very nutritious. And you see that more often than not, people still restore some body fat when they do that once per week versus the people who eat nutritious foods for their refeed or cheat meal. I'm talking about sushi, for example, or even a gourmet hamburger, not the one you get from the fast food aisle, a gourmet hamburger that's prepared with love and appreciation and sanitation in mind at a real restaurant, a restaurant that also serves other dishes besides hamburgers, okay, like steaks. For example, usually a steak restaurant is a good place to get a solid hamburger. Pizza here and there, depending on the topics, right? A four cheese pizza or a pizza with a lot of uh, you know, processed stuff, not a good idea. So you have to choose something that's very nutritious for your body so you still get your micronutrients in for the amount of calories that are not going up for that single day of the week. Personally, I give myself the rule of two cheat meals on Sunday and one item that I would consider to be unhealthy. That's one item per week that isn't nutritious. So for the six and a half days that I do eat nutritious foods, right? I cook all of my meals throughout the week, Monday to Sunday morning, i very, very boring, but at least I sustain my health this way. On Sunday afternoon and evening, when I have a lunch and dinner, that's, you know, quote unquote cheat meal, it's still healthy. It's still nutritious, albeit that the caloric intake is going to shoot up for me to restore a little bit of glycogen for the rest of the week. I still eat a little bit of fruit in there. I still eat you know some healthy sourdough bread then one thing per week I eat off the menu I don't really care right so I still have one opportunity to cheat hard and eat something very unhealthy but it's not going to do anything to my health in the bigger picture because the other five meals that I have over the week and the two meals that I or three meals that I have on Sunday this little extra that's unhealthy a drop in the bucket it's not going to make a difference when it comes to gambling don't do it it's that simple unless you have a lot of disposable income and even then personally my favorite way to gamble is by investing into stocks or cryptocurrency that's calculated gambling that's informed gambling you have a lot of metrics that you can look into whether those are macroeconomics or the current economic situation or news you can trade whatever indicator you feel is appropriate but it's still gambling (laughs) <laughs> it's still gambling right so unless you want to go to las vegas and play the slot machines or um you know some of the, the card games or uh, russian roulette for example no, not russian roulette, or regular roulette uh, russian roulette is also gambling but you're gambling with your life right there's different levels of gambling i personally i would say that investments are probably the best way to gamble uh, because you can do so informed and the other forms of gambling that's um you're kind of solely dependent on the rules of the game and that brings us to the performance enhancing drugs that's basically what this entire youtube channel is all about i don't think that most performance enhancing drugs unless medically prescribed in your individual case i think most performance enhancing drugs for the reasons of taking them for cosmetic purposes or to increase one's performance to beat um other people in particular sports whether that's for bodybuilding or other sports right i don't think it's healthy thus you need to do your blood work every month or at least every three months and shove it under your nose to see what you're doing with your body. Do the organ imaging as well while you're at it, right? This is how you control the addiction that comes along with the use of performance enhancing drugs. Don't see it any other way. I'm using this for my uh, bodybuilding aspirations. I want to look a certain way. And this is not where these drugs were medically um, you know, designed for. They were designed to help people get healthy. Right? Testosterone replacement therapy is there to make men healthy from a subclinical testosterone state. And besides that, none of us are really using these PEDs for their intended medical purposes. In order to enhance our appearance, yes. In order to enhance our performance, yes, in order to enhance our overall mental state and overall sense of well being, of course. Right? But that also has a rate limiting return. At one point, the higher you go in particular doses or particular drug combinations, you look worse, right? Everybody knows an off-season where you look like the Michelin Man, horrible, right? But in the long run, of course, you develop your physique a lot more muscularly. Um, When it comes to side effects, right? The higher the dose goes, the more side effects you can expect to experience, which is basically what this YouTube channel is all about, how to use performance enhancing drugs safely with minimal negative effects on your health in the short term and in the long run. But don't kid yourself, you're always going to pay the price when you use PEDs health is going to be affected negatively, right? Just watch a couple other videos on this YouTube channel. Now, let's move over to recreational drugs, which is basically what I wanted to discuss in this YouTube video, right? Vices, debauchery, and cravings. A lot of people have um, these for recreational drugs. Now, there's a huge difference between drinking, smoking, GHB, MDMA, LSD, etc. So let's just start with what is, um, you know, generally accepted, the smoking, and the alcohol. Don't do it too often. Don't do it too often. I see a lot of bodybuilders now like to smoke cigars, which uh, basically started with Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, a little bit of a stogie or a full-blown cigar here and there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do it myself maybe once every two months, every three months, right? So that's anywhere between uh, four times to, let's say, six times out of the year. Now, when I do smoke a cigar, I'm going to make sure that it's the best cigar that I can get. I'm not going to go cheap on a cigar because I know I only get one opportunity every two to three months to smoke a proper cigar. I don't spend anything less than $30 on my cigars. And nowadays, due to inflation and limited availability in Cuba, I might spend $50 to $100 on a single cigar. Is that extensive? Yes. But in this moment when I feel like celebrating, which happens occasionally when I reach certain goals, or I go on holiday, right? Then I might smoke one or two cigars to kind of cover that period. When I'm away from my house for about a week in duration, when I smoke a cigar, it's always a reason to celebrate. And I make sure that I go with the best available option at that time. Will that cost me a lot more money than uh, most people would be willing to spend on cigars? Of course, (laughs) but I don't care because if it's expensive, you don't do it too often. I mean, how many times do you want to drop $100 on a cigar um, more than every three months, for example? But at least that way, you don't do it too often. That's the key here. Don't do these things too often. If you go with the highest quality performance enhancing drugs, for example, right, pharmaceutical grade, everything pharmaceutical grade, you spend an arm and a leg, but at least that way, you keep the dosages moderate because otherwise you're spending way too much. The same goes with the recreational drugs, the cigars and the alcohol, Spend the money on the best stuff, so you don't do it too often, Of course, when you set rules like this, you have particular guidelines before you can celebrate right you only smoke Cuban cigars, not Dominican, not Nicaraguan, unless they're maduro leaf wrapped, and they need to be over thirty dollars, for example, right? These are my rules, not your rules necessarily, but you do turn into a little bit of a snob, right? I can only smoke Cubans over thirty dollars, and they have to be maduro leaf wrapped and otherwise. I don't want none of it. And it's the same with alcohol. I want this 12 year or 18 year or no, 21 year, double cask, triple cask, exclusive whiskey. Otherwise I don't drink. I want Beluga Gold Vodka, otherwise I don't drink, right? I mean, you can set guidelines for yourself in any way, shape or form that you like. um, But if you restrict yourself in this way and you only stick with the best according to your own guidelines, you simply don't do it too often, right? So I only go out when I want to celebrate. I have a very small selection of items that I allow myself because they're going to detract from my health, they're going to detract from my bodybuilding aspirations, for my overall fertility parameters. I mean, going out to the cigar lounge and drinking three glasses of uh, alcohol and smoking one cigar, deleterious for my health for the next couple of days, after which health parameters restore to baseline, which takes a couple of days knowing that an activity like this is going to detract from my health. I don't want to do it too often, but that also means when I do take away from my health, you bet your left testicle that it's going to be the best, most exclusive, and also very expensive option (laughs) that's available to me. Now, for weed and kratom, that's a little bit difficult. I mean, I'm not part of the weed and kratom culture. You can enlighten me in a comment section. Is there something like a very luxurious and very expensive a very exclusive kratom or weed out there i might be mistaken but i don't think that's around right you can smoke a joint or take some kratom here and there just don't do it too often because then you turn into a chronic weed smoker or a chronic kratom user and i have these consultations multiple times per week with people who suffer the consequences so again i'm not too knowledgeable about weed and never used kratom again mushrooms lsd mdma i think there's a time and place for that but Not too often, right? But there's a huge difference between taking a therapeutic dose, a microdose of mushrooms and LSD maybe once a week, multiple times a week. If you feel that that's beneficial for your mental state to deal with a post-traumatic stress disorder or anxiety or depression, right? There's a lot of clinical applications when it comes to microdoses of mushroom and LSD. And when you look at the literature, it seems that the detraction in overall health parameters when it comes to your blood work and organ stress... Is minimal, right? So I would rather do that more often compared to drinking even one, two, or three glasses of alcohol over the weekend. But of course, that sounds like voodoo for general population, but I'm assuming that most of you guys don't fall under general population. You guys are a little bit smarter, a little bit more informed, and a little bit more uh, open minded compared to gin Pop. MDMA is a little bit tricky because, I mean, the day after MDMA, trust me, I used to do a fair amount of partying back in the day in Holland. And even then, when MDMA was really available to me at very high potency, very high purity, I mean, you would roll off 70 milligram tablets, not this 200 to 250 milligram uh, crystals that people have to take nowadays to have a good time. 70 milligrams, 90 milligrams was all I took at that time for a very long party. And even then, I would only do it twice a year, twice a year, six months apart. All right Now, again, The clinical evidence regarding uh, rolling in higher doses of MDMA wasn't available at that time. That was kind of coming out. So knowing the literature of MDMA now, especially at party dosages where you're rolling your eyes out and you love everybody around you, um, brain damage might occur. So um, again, limit MDMA or anything else that potentiates brain damage uh, from single administrations. Um, of course, the brain damage will occur from a regular alcohol consumption as well. And that's also very well documented. So please limit it, whether that's alcohol or MDMA. I mean, it's basically like this. If you start taking these drugs in order to escape, to compensate for something, to take the edge off real life, you're not taking them to celebrate or have a good time when you're already having a good time. Um, that usually leads to addiction and all these problems that come along with vices, debauchery and cravings. So let's do it like this. Let's set a couple ground rules set a goal for yourself ideally a goal that takes a couple months to attain whether that's two months or three months or six months or even one year work towards that goal don't take any profit until you reach that goal for you to have a moment of celebration attach a particular moment that includes vices debauchery or cravings to this celebration when reaching this goal so if you want to do um, mdma for example at a party maybe once every six months or maybe even once per year a hero's dose of mushrooms or LSD, maybe every six months, every one year. Right? That's entirely up to you. You have to set these rules for yourself. I'm just giving you some guidelines. Uh, when it comes to alcohol or cigars, right? Maybe every two to three months. Right? It can be a little bit closer. So you set a couple goals for yourself, and whether uh, you know whatever vices you want to attach to that, stick to it. Become single-minded into reaching this goal. Save money along the way. So when this um, moment of celebration is there and you succumb to your vices, you have the disposable income to have a good time. You can do it properly. You can do the hero's dose. You can go to the best rave and get a VIP ticket and spend all your money on attire and glow sticks <laughs> whatever else, right? Make sure that it's unforgettable. Make sure that any of these debauchery moments are unforgettable. You might have to spend a little bit extra, but if it's unforgettable, these memories, will last you a very long time. I still have fond memories of the last time I did a Hero Dose over two decades ago. I still have very fond memories of the last time I partied extremely hard close to two decades ago, right? These memories will last you forever. And then when you remember this, you remember all the parts that came along with this uh, phenomenal experience, um, you don't need to do it again. Yeah, (laughs) you don't need to do it again, right? That phase of my life is closed. But again, I still have fond memories to the point I realized, when you sometimes think about it, when you do uh, think about doing something, um, you know, all-inclusive, let's say, you don't have to because you've already done it. And the goals that you're attaining right now, uh, they might facilitate a different kind of celebration, right? Like going on holiday, for example, you can also set that as your goal and then going on holiday, drinking a little bit of alcohol here and there, also part of these vices, right? At least a holiday takes you out of the routine and when you're a bodybuilder single-mindedly to, um, you know, get phenomenally shredded, Even going on a holiday is detracting from your goals and potentially your health. Okay, some food for thought, guys. I hope it was informative. I hope it can help you make your decision-making process and abstain from all these vices, debauchery, and cravings because it's not sustainable. You shouldn't do it too often. You should earn it. Food for thought. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find everything that I'm associated with down below in the YouTube description section. All of my sponsors and affiliates are there. And if you can't find them there, they're probably also on my website at vigorsteve.com. A ton of free articles for your reading pleasure. Bookmark that site. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at vigorsteve vigorous crew. You guys know what to do a debauchery-less front double bicep, but um, still quite commendable. I would say that. Thank you guys. And <laughs> I'll see you in the next video.